The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We have so much material today. I have no idea how we're going to get through all of this. There is so much to look at and so much that's happening in the world of exploitation. For those of you that are new here, let me explain that this is not an entertainment show. The purpose of this show is to educate and get people involved, to help people to understand exactly what's happening and, more important, what we can do to fix it. In fact, it's really, really sad if we just listen to these cases and, and read these articles and then say to ourselves, wow, that's bad, and then we all walk away. The whole idea here is to educate people for action And that's what we're hoping that you will do today by joining us. Now, this show is not meant to be a monologue in any way. We need a dialogue. We want to hear from you. We have a call-in number that is 1-866-472-5788. And if you can't get through or you don't call in, you can always email me at opal at millionkids.org. My name is Opal Singleton. I'm the host of the show, and we have with us today Susie Carpenter. And you want to say hello, Susie? Hi, everyone. Good morning, Opal. <laughs> well, Susie is our media and marketing director, and if you've ever followed me and kids on Facebook, you will see that she does an amazing job. Our organization is called Million Kids, and let me spell that. That's M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. Uh, for whatever reason, when I say it, it sounds like me and kids, but no, there are more than a million kids that are exploited each year. So our organization is called Million Kids. But the show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. And so what we want to do today is explore some cases. And we want you to be able to follow along. Susie posts these cases on Me and Kids' Facebook page and also on the exploitedcrimes.org website so that you can go on and see the cases. You can follow along or get involved. 
Well, the first case, and uh, the we have this broken out in segments so that if you don't have uh, the time to follow the entire hour, that you can go on to the segment that you want. And this first segment is really geared towards helping first responders. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I have done uh, huge amounts of training and education programs over the years, tens of thousands of people, and many of them are first responders. These are people like law enforcement and fire departments, social workers, teachers, even pastors, people who are on the front line of this deal. So the first segment is always geared towards first responders, and it usually is the most difficult case. In this case, I wanted to analyze a case having to do with gang trafficking, and this is a very sophisticated case. uh, To let you know, it's based on a headline that said feds Alleged pimps branded prostitutes with tattoos. Now, this case is a little bit old, and some of it has actually been adjudicated, but not all of it. So we are always going to say that the participants are alleged defendants or alleged perpetrators or alleged defendants. But I picked this case, especially uh, in my work with law enforcement, to kind of stimulate some thinking here. This is a a huge case across America. It involved a gang down in San Diego, out towards El Cajon, I believe. Um, And it was called the BMS Gang. That's Boy Mary um, Sally, okay? The BMS Gang. And in this case, they arrested 17 gang members. Now, I have to believe that this gang is much, much larger than those that were arrested. But as law enforcement, I want you to think about something. You might know one or two, maybe three gang members that you're really keeping an eye on. And you think they're into drugs. You think they might be into sex. Maybe they're into guns. uh, General stuff that gangs do. What you may not be realizing at the time is that This is just like pulling the thread on a loose thread on a sweater as it begins to unravel. In this case, these gangs covered 23 states, by the way, including Hawaii and Alaska. It actually covered 46 cities. So this is a huge deal. It started out as San Diego area, and there really is no end to the way that they recruited the girls that they exploited. And there didn't seem to be any age limitation. Uh, At least uh, 11 of these kids were under 18 years of age. These gang members did two things. One, they picked up girls off of El Cajon Boulevard. Now, that's a famous blade or track, as we call it in law enforcement. And so they would go down and get girls who were turning tricks out in public. But they also are very sophisticated, and this is one of the things I really want our audience to understand, and that is that they use social media, and gangs are getting very sophisticated in their use of social media. In fact, about 90% of the cases with uh, the task force, and I work with the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force in Southern California, about 90% of our cases involve some relevance to a gang. In this case, they set up YouTubes to make it look like the prostitution was really the life to have. They were they were kind of rap videos, and so they were very attractive to young girls. 
And they used rap videos to lure these girls in, making the, um, them understand that they were about to make a lot of money and live a lavish lifestyle. This is very important to understand from a point of view of uh, psychology, because most crimes of human trafficking, crimes of exploitation, start with grooming. And that is what happened here. These kids who get involved never think of themselves as getting involved and about to become a sex slave. They have no idea of the path that they're going down. So they made it sound really, really attractive. They did not make it sound like they were about to become part of a gang. And that moms and, and dads out there, that's very, very important. We need to talk to our young kids today about gangs. We kind of have dropped away from it as we're talking to them about drugs and other other things, but it's very important that young girls understand how gang trafficking works, especially if they're dating a guy who looks like he might be uh, leaning towards a gang or affiliated with a gang, because part of the process of a girl that that starts to hook up with a gang member is that she thinks she's going with one guy, and she's probably pretty impressed with this guy because he's got a lot of power and influence in his circle that he travels in. And so, therefore, she thinks she, by living vicariously through him, being his girl, that she will have that power and authority. But what happens now in gangs is they get jumped in, and it is not pretty for a girl. They will often take these girls, and she thinks that she's doing this for her boyfriend. He will often watch as they hold her down and run a train on her. Now, because this is public radio, I'm not going to get graphic, but you can use your imagination or Google it if you want to. But it involves interacting with the entire gang, and you have no choice. The problem is when it's over, he drops her like a hot potato and runs because she's now a gang girl and he's been promoted because he was able to bring somebody in. So this is how it often starts. I, I take the time to share this with you because of the fact that that I want people to understand these girls never intended to walk into this the way that they did. It is all a mirage. It is a facade, and they don't get what's about to happen to them. Well, these guys are some really serious characters. Uh, And one of the things I want law enforcement to understand is oftentimes gangs that are into sex trafficking, you will see them into other crimes. Uh, It can often be murder. Uh, Usually it's drug selling. Money laundering is another one. Uh, Transporting people across state lines is another one. So it often involves other crimes that you want to look for. Shoplifting is a common one that we look for. So they get these girls, and then they break them, and that's a process that is just really, really violent and ugly, because how do you lure in a 13, 14, 15-year-old girl and then get her to comply to become a prostitute that is involved with multiple men a day, often 10 to 15 men a day? This is all about money. It is not about any kind of relationship. Now, there is human trafficking that's based on boyfriend, girlfriend, Romeo grooming. But this is not when you get into this kind of gang trafficking. What they do is they literally break you. They lock you in a closet. Uh, They tattoo you. And we will talk about tattoos in the next segment. 
They will often burn you. They, they attempt to strangle you. Think about what strangulation does psychologically to you. All of a sudden, you're within two to three seconds of not ever breathing again. You immediately get it that you don't have any control in your life. And so this really begins a psychological process where you simply won't run. By branding you, think about the psychological impact of that. Many of these pimps themselves will carry tattoos. And I'm going to do a a, a session of just tattoos and get that on our internet. I, I just recently did it in a local group where I was training. And if you see a pimp and he has a um, crown or a diamond, that's usually a sign that he's a pimp. And oftentimes they will put the pimp's name on the girls. In this case, they were tattooed with barcodes to let them know that they do not own their own bodies. So these kids are gang raped, they're gang sodomized, they're tattooed, they're burned, they're cut, uh, they're horribly violated, they deprive them of food. And so that is how they begin to control them. So what is happening to me here is, as I said, we have a lot of material to cover. We're coming upon a break here, and I think what I'm going to do is uh, hold this over and continue this part of the training and the and the discussion into the next segment. The next segment, we usually cover social media, but I'm going to just bump it back a bit. We may not get to the global section this time because I really want parents especially and law enforcement and any social workers or pastors out there to understand how to recognize this and how to intervene. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Feel free to call in. Our call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. We'll go to break and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. 
follow the movement, meet guests who are shaking things up, call in, and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Inner Revolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Susie Carpenter is on the line with us. She is our media and marketing director, and she is the one that puts out all those wonderful stories and handles our Facebook on here. And she reminded me that I said, if you want to see more of the stories, you should go to exploitedcrimes.com, not .org, Exploited crimes.com e-x-p-l-o-i-t-e-d unless you in case you don't know how to spell exploited exploitedcrimes.com now we're in the middle of uh, analyzing a story involving the bms gang and i've decided to just kind of hold this story over because i believe that it's an important training material for those of you who want to actively get engaged to make a difference In this case, there were 23 gang members out of San Diego. They recruited uh, literally 60 victims. Many of them were minors. They were sold over a 23-state area all the way to Hawaii and Alaska. So this is a very organized crime, and these are very sophisticated guys. They branded these girls uh, horribly, absolutely horribly, branded them with tattoos. Many of them were branded with barcodes. And they were recruited out of uh, schools. They were recruited mostly over social media with a rap video that was on YouTube that, that lured the girls in. Now, in this section, I want to take a look at the life of pimping here because it isn't like a lot of people think. Now, this was an extreme kind of pimping, but normally what happens in human trafficking is it can run the gamut. There's all kinds of exploitation that we deal with from these very hardcore gang cases, which we're looking at here, to an individual pimp that maybe has three or four or five girls in a stable. Usually, you don't just have one pimp, one girl. They have a stable, but you can. You can see family pimping, quite frankly. We see that. uh, We've seen two cases of that in Riverside County where families actually end up uh, pimping out their children. In many cases, it has to do with the family being engaged in drugs. Also, a lot of times it isn't totally uh, sex trafficking, but it can be sextortion where they get violated uh, through blackmail and that kind of thing. We're going to actually explore that in the next section. We have a great uh, segment for that, but I want to get back to this case. One of the players in this was part of something called the pimp ball or the player's ball. These are balls that are held in Hollywood. They're held in Las Vegas, and they are absolutely beyond it boggles the mind how crazy this gets. These are pimps who come from all over the United States. They usually bring their top girls. 
uh, and they flaunt everything they have. They wear outrageous clothes. They give each other pimp cups. That's pimp cups and pimp sticks, and they're often gold-plated. And that is what happened in this case. Robert Banks was one of the alleged defendants in here. He's 33 years old, and he actually attended the pimp ball in Las Vegas and received a pimp cup and a pimp stick and an award. The reason I'm taking the time to share this with you is I want you to see how sophisticated this ring was and how proud I am of law enforcement for being able to find it from a street gang out of San Diego to be able to bust this. Now, from a law enforcement point of view, one of the things that I'm very proud of is that this particular gang had a lot of assets and law enforcement went after it in asset forfeiture. In fact, they were able to confiscate over 30 marijuana plants, six luxury cars, a flat screen TV, thousands of dollars in cash, pimp cups, pimp sticks, and 50 Air Jordan shoes. So... These are all assets that they can turn in and receive funding for their programs to continue to go after the gangs. Now, before you think that's greedy, let me tell you, it takes a lot to get a gang like this. Think about this. You're a street cop in El Cajon, and you're knowing about this gang, but you have no idea that they're doing business in Alaska and Hawaii. And what you're seeing makes you sick as they take these young girls and groom them, tattoo them, and put them out. But you're not sure how to make the case. Well, it it comes from working together in this case because this is a very large-scale kind of thing. In fact, with a little luck, they'll be able to include the RICO Act, the Racketeering Conspiracy Act. Unfortunately, they'll only get about 20 years if that happens. We see uh, sextortion cases, child pornography cases that get greater. But I'm very proud of these law enforcement officers for going after this. Think about what it's like for these victims. Let's say you're 14 years old. You meet a guy. You see something on on a YouTube, you think you're going to go on America's Got, uh, Most Talented, or maybe you're going to be part of a rock, rock band or a rap group, and you're all excited, and they're telling you wonderful stuff, and then all of a sudden, you're like fly in a honey. You're trapped, and this is ugly. This is brutal beyond anything you can ever imagine. And after you're trapped, they begin to move you around. You have no way to get free. They watch you at all times. And these are very serious gang members. In this case, the girls were traded back and forth amongst the gangs. So think about the psychological damage and the psychological processes. How do you overcome that? You know, I have the greatest amount of respect for safe houses that take these girls in and begin to work with them. They have PTSD. Many of them have PTSD that's worse than wars. Because think about this. This is your sexual identity for the rest of your life. You've been branded. You've been uh, hurt. You've been controlled. You've been manipulated. You're treated like an animal. And now you're supposed to find a way to recover and enter mainstream society. So, my name is Opal Singleton. Susie Carpenter's on the line with us. Our call in number is 1 472 5788. 
Our email address is opal at meandkids.org. And please follow us on Me and Kids Facebook page because we post cases. Susie actually posts a case several times a day. I believe this is the best training that you can possibly get in America to analyze these cases. I look at every human trafficking case in America every day and every child pornography case. I analyze it from the standpoint of the predator, of the victim, and law enforcement. And I want you to get involved with this. Educate yourself. The reason we do this is not for entertainment. The reason we do this is to be able to say, never again. I want you to be as educated as you can possibly be so that you can support your law enforcement, so that you can support your local safe house, so that you can, if you're a social worker, you'll recognize it when you see it, or a law enforcement person, you'll recognize that what you're looking at may be much bigger than what your eyes are seeing. Uh, If you're a fireman, that you might see it, or an EMT out there, a nurse, a psychologist, Maybe you're a teacher, maybe that you're a pastor, but it's important to educate yourself about this because these people are out on the street and among us. We see them. We may encounter them. They may be in our families and our schools, or they may be the kid down the street, but we have to take this out of the shadows. And so the purpose of looking at this is not to just go, oh my, this is awful. It is awful. But we can do something about it. So call in at one 472 5788 Share this with your friends. And we're going to be right back. In the next section, we are going to be looking at sextortion and looking at uh, crimes on the Internet. So stay tuned. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? 
Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, welcome back to Crimes Against Humanity. We'd invite you to call in our call in numbers one eight six six four seven two five seven eight eight. This section we've kind of held it over because of the gang analysis that we did in the first two segments. But on this segment, I want to talk about social media and and how it's used. At least 70% of cases where we're involving teenagers involve social media. But don't be tricked. I mean, gangs use social media. It isn't just individual predators. But in this case, I want to look at this case. The headline is called Man Charged with Child Solicitation and Human Trafficking. Susie posts these uh, cases so you can look at them. They're posted at the Me and Kids Facebook page and also at the ExploitedCrimes.com website, which she maintains. And those are if you haven't been on the Million Kids Facebook page, please go on it. It is a piece of work that this young lady does. Susie Carpenter's on with us right here, and she posts these cases. You want to say hello, Susie? Hello again, everyone. I hope your morning's going well. <laughs> We're going to be talking here about a case that involved Instagram. Now, we want to use the word alleged because this just happened five days ago, and it was in Greensburg, Indiana. A gentleman by the name of Joshua Bergen, he's 23, is charged with human trafficking of a minor, two counts of obstruction of justice, and intimidation in here. So this is a fascinating case to me. And I wanted to share it, and I really hope that parents and grandparents are out there taking a look at this case. Before we go into this case, I want to mention that we have a book called Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers. It's done amazingly well. I never intended to be an author, by the way. I always say God wrote the book and I typed it because we did it in three weeks. But I wrote the book because I want parents and grandparents, pastors, teachers, social workers, psychologists, counselors to understand the grooming process. And that's exactly what took place in this particular case. In this case, the victim is only 11 years old, a girl, 11 years old. I was somewhere this last week, I can't remember, uh, shopping, and there is a girl that I thought to myself, she looks 10 or 11. As she was standing out there by herself, she looked so vulnerable. She looked very, very vulnerable. And I thought to myself, where are the parents? And I know she's 10 or 11, uh, maybe 12 even, but somehow she looked vulnerable. And I thought, this girl standing out there all alone is like a girl trolling through the internet all alone without protection. In this case, she had Instagram, and she had 
befriended someone she did not know. Now, I find that interesting. One of the things that kids will often do is go on Kick and Instagram and literally hook up with total strangers. They think it's kind of a thrill. But I want you to think about what an 11-year-old is like. She does not have her full cognitive reasoning. In fact, she won't for another five or six years. It's a fascinating thing that is happening right now in our lifetime because we are handing all of our kids these devices that reach the entire world and the entire world can reach them. Now, I'm going to tell you, technology is not good or bad. This is not an evaluation of technology or condemnation. I live and die by technology and so do you. Our world changed about five years ago as we began to hand our kids devices that can reach Literally, the FBI says, over a million predators at any given time. In fact, recently I read an article that said the entire world should be connected by Internet by 2020. That is only three and a half years away. And we're handing a girl who has very little cognitive reasoning. Now, that doesn't make her a bad girl. It makes her a typical 11-year-old girl. On top of it, she is just starting through puberty. She's just starting to get her sexual identity this. And so what does she do? She hooks up with this guy who's 23. And what has happened is he has a contest. And it's a photo contest with a cash prize of 500 bucks. So she responds on here. And so he responds and says, hey, I need a photograph of you. And so she sends some photograph of herself. Well, the next thing he comes back and says, wait a minute. The other girl sent these photographs, and he sends her a photograph of girls in various stages of undress and tells her, hey, if you're just going to send me a regular photograph, you're never going to win this contest. She's 11. Remember that. So what does she do? She, she gets a picture of herself in swimwear. Well, it's probably not horribly bad, but it's certainly more than she would normally do. So he allegedly then asks for a nude photo And she complied. You get the grooming process. He's building trust with her. Hey, you want to win? You're so close to winning. You know, I need a little bit more. So then what happens is he announces that she actually won the money in the contest. So how does he get it to her? So he wants her home address. Now, this girl has probably been grilled by her mother that you don't ever give out your home address. So they kind of go back and forth. Next thing he says, well, okay, if you don't want to give me your home address, I understand this is grooming, remember? He's manipulating her. Just leave the money in an abandoned house next to her home. And so she says no, and pretty soon he gets her to finally give up her address. Well, he wants her to sneak out and meet up. And this girl understands. She gets it. That meetup probably means sex. Well, fortunately, there's trust, enough trust built between mom and daughter. I want you to understand the impact of that, folks, out there. It is so important for parents to have the trust of their kids and to be able to tell. Set and talk with your kids about this. It's interesting. I did a survey at a church here locally, and I said, do your folks check your your, uh, cell phones? Yeah. Well, is that okay with you? All of them said yes, and I said, why? And they said, because I want them to trust me. But one kid said, because I trust my folks. Is that cool? Is that cool? I loved it. You must have that trust. When the chips were down, the girl went to her mom and told her. Now, the mom 
I would prefer that she had handled it differently, and so went the local police. I get it. Mom panicked. Oh, my gosh. There's a predator trying to get to my 11-year-old daughter. I must protect her. But think about all of this. That child would not have that phone if that mom had not bought that phone. And so there's some dual responsibility here. What I'm going to tell you here is I don't want to be hard on the mom because the mom panicked and she did what she thought she needed to do to protect her child. But do it different. What mom did is she immediately got on there and saw the nude photo of her child on her cell phone and deleted it. Don't delete. Keep the photo, even if it's hard to look at. The police need that photo to be able as evidence. The next thing she did was go on there and tell her, I am her, tell the predator, I am her mother and I am going to the police. Don't do that. Take the naked photo and go to the police and stay quiet because it's harder for the police to track this guy down. You see, these guys are never happy with one victim. Never, never happy with one victim. That they will actually, as we will see later in the case, that there were multiple victims. This this wasn't this guy's first rodeo. And so what happened is she went to the police and the police began to try to make a case by trying to restore this and try to reach out. But how much better it would have been if she could have gone to the police, showed the nude photo and let the police act like it's her and reach out to this predator. Susie, you want to jump in here for a couple of minutes? I think we're going to take this segment going further about uh, sex trafficking and sex extortion into the next section. But you see these cases all the time. What do you think? Um, I do. In in this case, um, in part of the article that I read, the victim had stated that she had been followed uh, on Instagram by a person um, identified now as, as Bergen, uh, he was using the screen name KillerCloud92. And the point I want to make here is, especially to parents and grandparents, you need to check your children's privacy settings because how was this man allowed to follow an 11-year-old? Why was he given permission to follow? And I, I understand that when you're looking at your child's account, you don't know who KillerCloud92 is either. Um, and, you know, but, but you should be asking, who's this and who's that? Um, because he was given access to her. She, either on her own phone, gave him permission to follow her. And, again, parents understand these are predators. They're out trolling these sites like Instagram looking for pictures that are being posted out there that are obviously this child's picture was out public somewhere. He saw it. He was attracted to her. He probably requested to follow her, and then the child gave access, and that's how he began to groom her and and then deceive her with a modeling, you know, uh, scheme. So um, be involved. That's probably the most important thing I can say on this case. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the psychology of grooming and how these predators work. And we're going to look at what can we learn from this. 
One of the things that I really want to emphasize is the real challenge of where we're at in our society. I understand that everyone has a cell phone. I see three and four-year-olds walking around playing with these devices, and you're like, whoa, this is scary the way we're grooming our kids to become dependent on this. This is not going to change. We're just getting started in what has gone on here. But what I really want to uh, talk about in this in this segment is to think about this young girl because she'll never be the same. This is her first sexual identity. Think about that. She's going through puberty. I believe the girl needs counseling and counseling with her parents because on the one hand, they were very successful and they need to be able to say, hey, my daughter, when the chips were down, trusted me and we shared it and I took care of it. By the same token, though, you have to understand that this girl has been groomed by a 23-year-old predator who, as Susie said, this is not his first rodeo. He actually had three different sites, and he had been going after many other people. So the next segment now, we're going to go into a case of sextortion that will blow your mind. So stay tuned. Uh, be right back. If you want to call in, it's one 472 5788 and we'll be right back. Thanks. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, 
Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, welcome back. We're going to talk about one of the most heartbreaking situations I can ever imagine. And quite frankly, it's very concerning to me. Now, I live in this world. I do it every day. So does Susie Carpenter. Susie's on with us here. She's our media marketing director, and she has posted this case. The headlines for these cases has to do with uh, Philippines. It's kind of a combination. We On our last episode or our last segment, what we normally do is talk about global, and I've combined it this time to talk about global and technology and the dark web. Because what is happening here is just uh, deeply concerning. Technology is just advancing at the speed of light. If you think of the Internet as a bucket of water, I want to have you think about the dark web for a minute. Now, there's all kinds of thoughts and theories on this, and I do a lot of study about the dark web. But the Internet is kind of this mass that isn't truly owned by anybody. The top about 5% is where we live. You know, Google, Chrome, uh, those kinds of things, Bing. It's where the search engines are able to find our various websites. Below the, and and that's really the developed part that we're into. Below that is the deep web. Now, that's where government agencies are and private big corporations like LexisNexis and that kind of thing. Below that is kind of this large, undeveloped mass called the dark web. And you can go in there. The most common one is Tor, the Onion Router. And you can develop your own websites. And it's by invitation only. And it's difficult for search engines to find you. And there's all kinds of questionable activity taking place in there. Gun runners uh, selling guns, hackers selling uh, information that they've hacked, drug dealers and massive quantities. Big money launderers are in there, uh, the various cartels, Japanese cartels, Chinese, uh, Mexican drug cartels. ISIS operates out of there, and big child pornography rings operate out of there. And they build these big rings where it's by invitation only, and they're very difficult to find. And it's very difficult for law enforcement to be able to penetrate it and get a case. If you listened to last week's segment, we talked about the fact that the FBI had actually penetrated the the playpen child sex trafficking ring, they believe there could be up to 400,000 pedophiles in a sex trafficking ring. However, they were able to pretty well convince themselves that there's at least 200,000. Think about that. 200,000, that's a convention beyond our imagination, if you will. Exchanging videos, exchanging photographs of highly violated children. So where do they get their material well, what happens is they take it off a kick, they take it off the internet, and they pay other people to exploit children. Well, there's a trend in these articles that is just downright disgusting. I don't know any other way for it. What is happening is in third world countries that children are being brought in from villages, poor villages, and they are being violated on webcams. It's called live streaming. And I want you to think about that from a law enforcement point of view. How do we track that? 
Now, as most of you know, I work out of Rafa House out of Cambodia, and they do Thailand and Haiti. And you can see sex trafficking out on the street. But how do you track when someone is sitting in Milwaukee and they order up a girl from the Philippines or a boy and they pay someone else to violate her while they live stream it? Now, they may save it and sell it to other pornographies down there on those big porn sites, or they may not. If they don't save it, then how do you track it and how do you get it to court? So there's a lot of technology challenges here, and there are not enough U.S. laws, excuse me, UN laws, international laws, as well as U.S. laws to be able to to combat this, and that's the case we talked about last week when the FBI sent in a malware virus in the hopes of being able to penetrate it. They tried to take the case to court and was thrown out because the laws haven't kept up with it. On top of it, this technology makes it very difficult because it's all paid for by cyber currency. These are things like bitcoins. There are 660 cyber currencies right now. They're totally anonymous and they're non-traceable. That's the reason why money launderers are using it. Well, I've read of a case and what is going on here in the Philippines, and this is really put out by UNICEF. And it's talking about what a absolute epidemic this is becoming in the Philippines. Because what is happening is there are a lot of very poor kids. And think about this as we are able to enter technology into third world countries. There are poor children all over the world that are in desperate need of money. As they begin to understand that they can make $2 for doing this, believe me, the predator is being charged hundreds of dollars, but they're only going to get $2. But it's $2. And in, for instance, Cambodia, your average income is between a dollar to $2 a day. So, you know, if a child can get $2, they're six years old, they don't know. So what is happening is families are selling their children, older brothers and sisters, parents, and like that. And they will set them up in front of a webcam and then violate these children. It's boomed in the Philippines, number one, because of the high level of English and because of the good internet access and the easy ability for money transfer through cyber currency. And poverty is also driving it as parents are expecting their kids to contribute financially to this. They may be paid $3, which is very impressive. This is so bad. I was reading this case here that the headline is Internet Providers Urged to Tackle Live Streaming of Child Sex in Philippines. They were telling about the case of a young boy. This is just heartbreaking. They're saying he described how one very young boy living in a safe house, so he had been rescued. All of a sudden, he started undressing and making sexual movements when he saw a staff member pick up a mobile phone. What what can you say to that? The boy automatically thought they wanted to film him. I, I don't know how to communicate that, but think about that. And we're just on the verge of this, the verge of this. How do we get con- convictions? How do we get charges? How do we develop technology? You see, one of the reasons I want to do this show is because I believe out there are some of you people that can make a difference. Maybe you're a technology expert, or maybe you have a brother-in-law that is, so share this show with him. Uh, Maybe you go to a church 
and you can you can build a church group and pray and decide that you're going to support me and kids and get involved and start to make a difference. Maybe your church has missionaries overseas that we can educate. You see, this show goes out to 170 countries. Share this show with your church missionaries so that we can see it. Educate yourself about this. If you have an international arm to your corporation, contact us and let us get involved that we can begin to support each other, either by financially, that we explore this technically, Maybe you're a research company or you have access to it. Maybe you're a teacher where your class could take on a project like this and begin to explore, you know, do we raise forensic psychologists? There are all new kinds of careers that are going to be going on in the future. We cannot set blindly by as we read about this. It is easy for us here in America to sit here and go, You know, that's a big problem, and it's awful, but it doesn't have anything to do with me. I can't do that, and I hope you can't. Call us, get involved, email me, opal at meandkids.org. Go on exploitedcrimes.com and look at these cases. Share this with your church. Share this with your women's club, your men's club. Share it with your corporation. Decide to get involved. Contact us and say, you know, this breaks my heart. If this doesn't break your heart, I can't imagine what will. So I'm asking you to stay tuned. Come back next week. Archive this show. If you're a church or an organization, contact us. Contact Susie on Facebook, Me and Kids Facebook, or email me, Opal at Me and Kids, and say, I want this show to be on our church website. I want it to be on my AAUW, Seroptimus, Women's Group, uh, any kind of organization. This show can be archived for free. You can share this link with everybody you know. Come on board with us. We need to unite and take this on. We cannot stand by and let this happen. Every day I get up in my life and I say, never again should these young kids be violated because they wanted one thing, the same thing that you and I want, and that is to be loved and to have an income that is self-supporting so we can be independent and free. Join us next week and be sure and follow us on Facebook and at meandkids.org or exploitedcrimes.com. So for Susie and I, we'll see you next week. Be sure and follow us on Facebook. Take care. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.